God, our Savior, you call us into your service. Make us wise and resourceful, children of the light, who continue your work in this world with untiring concern for integrity and justice. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the reading that follows, we hear the prophet Amos cry out against those who cheat and oppress the poor. In God's kingdom, there is no room for the cheater, the gouger, the con artist, or the greedy. Reading from the book of the prophet Amos. Hear this, you that trample on the needy and bring to ruin the poor of the land, saying, when will the new moon be over so that we may sell grain and the Sabbath so that we may offer wheat for sale? We will measure out less and charge more and tamper with the scales, buying the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals and selling the sweepings of the wheat. The Lord has sworn by the pride of Jacob, surely I will never forget any of their deeds. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In today's passage from St. Paul's letter to Timothy, we are called to pray with sincere and blameless hearts with Christ as our mediator with God. Reading from the first letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Beloved, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone, for kings and all who are in high positions, so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and dignity. This is right and is acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God. There is also one mediator between God and the human race, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as ransom for all. This was attested at the right time. For this, I was appointed a herald and an apostle, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. I am telling the truth. I am not lying. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. Listen to this reading. It comes from the gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to the disciples, Once upon a time, there was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that the manager was squandering his property. So the rich man summoned him and said to him, What is this I hear about you? Give me an accounting of your management because you cannot be my manager any longer. Then the manager said to himself, What am I going to do? Now that my master is taking the position away from me, I'm not strong enough to dig. I'm ashamed to beg. 
I know what I'll do. So that when I am dismissed as manager, people may welcome me into their homes. So he summoned the owners, masters, debtors, one by one. And he said to the first, how much do you owe my master? And he answered, I owe him a hundred jugs of olive oil. The manager said to him, take your bill, sit down quickly and make it 50. Then he asked another, and how much do you owe? This one replied, I owe him a hundred containers of wheat. The manager said to him, take your bill and mark it 80. And his master commended the dishonest manager because he acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the children of the light. I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal homes. Whoever is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much. And whoever is dishonest in a very little is dishonest also in much. If then you have not been faithful with the dishonest wealth, who will entrust you with the true riches? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to another, who will give you what is your own? No slave can serve two masters. For a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. The Gospel of the Lord. I think the point of the parable that Jesus tells today is that we, as followers of Jesus, should be as, as dedicated to living his life as people who are very much into money and wealth are into money and wealth. We should be as dedicated to that. I guess my understanding is for us as followers of Jesus, we should spend enough, as much time reading the Bible as we do the Wall Street Journal. Okay. As I wrestled with this text during the week, it, it brought to mind a, a, a story, story from the television show ER. Do you remember ER? 
The doc's name was Dr. Mark Green. He was played by the actor Anthony Edwards, and Mark Green was really a great doc, and he was the head of the, of the emergency room, and he is diagnosed with terminal cancer. And a lot of the story is about how Mark Green tried to deal with his own death. Now, Mark Green, Dr. Green, has a, uh, he has a daughter named Rachel, who is a teenager. A daughter named Rachel, who is a teenager. You know what I'm saying? And she is rebellious and angry. And before he dies, Dr. Green tries to teach Rachel important lessons of life. And I'll never forget this. He takes her away with him to a kind of retreat. Uh, I think it was near the ocean. And he is on his bed. And he's trying to talk to Rachel about what's important. And his teaching to his daughter as he's dying, what's important in life, he says to Rachel, always be generous. Always be generous. He felt that that was the most important thing he could teach his daughter before he died. I think in this gospel text, when Jesus says, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth, that when it comes, they may welcome you into eternal homes, I think that's Jesus' way of saying, be generous. Be generous in giving to the poor and the hungry. Always be generous. Brandon Zalupko is here. Brandon, I was looking for you in the assembly and I couldn't find you and I started to panic. Brandon is here as a representative of our, our community to speak to us about how this command of Jesus, always be generous, ties into our lives as a parish community. Brandon? Good morning, everyone. <laughs> My name is Brandon Zlupko. I'm a member of your finance council here at Good Shepherd, and I've been asked to speak rather... Uh, make a call to the members of Good Shepherd. We do our best to keep money out of mass. We do, however, publish the week's receipts in the bulletin. We post our committee members' names in the bulletin and online. The council meets monthly to understand and reflect on our financial health. We come to you when there is something important for your time and attention. Now is one of those times. Leading up to the pandemic, I'd say 2018 or so, the Finance Council noted an unfortunate trend. Donations were gradually receding, and our parish membership was, I'd say, anemic at best. Pandemic comes, and everybody knows that everything gets turned around after that, you know. We didn't know what was going to happen. Positively and thankfully, 
people continued to donate and everyone pulled together and got us through as best as we knew how at that time. But coming out of the pandemic, we saw the negative financial trend continuing. And seeing that decline is kind of tough to watch, tough to see on the Finance Council, and it's a, it's a challenge to address. So we come to you bearing this news and with a feeling of financial stress and concern. Our parish numbers and active financial support is slipping, and a lot of the financial stress lies in our ability to collect sufficient funds to satisfy the monthly obligations, and this would include our debt service associated with the 2014 expansion. That monthly debt service amounts to approximately $26,000 a month. So some of you might be like, wow, yikes, you know, that's a big, that's a, that's a big number. And I hear you, it is a big number. But know this, we were doing it and managing it well for a number of years following the expansion. But the past, in many ways, is just simply that. It's the past, something that not is anymore. The point is, we're not seeking to achieve something that has not been done in the past. So I'm here to make a call to the Good Shepherd community. For perspective, when I first joined the parish or parish um, finance council back in 2014, we had a little over 800 registered parishioners, with about 600 of them being truly active and engaged in the parish. At first, that was like, boy, that's a pretty big gap. But I kind of learned that such a ratio is really not that uncommon in the Catholic Church. A little more people on paper than you have present. But fast forward to today we have approximately 600 registered parishioners, of which about 300 are active financial participants. So look around. You, me, the person next to you, represents one of about 300 families that are supporting this beautiful parish community. So what happened? You know, what's going on? Combo of reasons. One, we are not the only parish experiencing this trend. It's happening in many parish communities all over the country. People straying from the parish due to maybe anger, disappointment, frustration. So we have an overall cultural impact, right? An erosion of the importance of religious affiliation in our lives. The pandemic, certainly a factor. Our connective tissue and commitment to institutions suffer when we're not present and physically engaged. Those who are still in the workplace are painfully aware of this. This is happening no matter what the industry you're in. Top it off, we have a curmudgeon Croatian pastor. What? That's right, you know it. He doesn't bleed when Penn State loses. I think blue and gold are his, you know, colors of choice. <laughs> he sings all the verses to the, to the songs. And get this, this one, this one is tough for some people to swallow. You know, mass goes longer than an hour sometimes here. <clears throat> I know. You get this guy, it's just unbelievable. So here we are. Challenges. 
So what do we do? What do we do, right? What will I do? What will you do? All good questions. I'm so glad you're asking those questions right now, so don't worry. Come bearing the, no one should come bearing this kind of news without ideas and suggestions, you know? So here we go. Here we go. Consistency. If you have not, please consider and sign up for the auto-draft program. People can set the timing and frequency of their giving so that it is consistent. Listen, it's tough because everyone in this room is generous. Everyone in this room is generous. I know that. But you're all busy. Setting up this process allows your generosity to be consistent, which makes a huge difference, particularly if that week you're not going to be physically here. When you consider your consistency, think about an increase. Now, that's tough. That's a tough ask right now. Scary economic news, inflation. You know, I, I get it. I understand. But just reflect on it. Reflect on the other types of spending commitments you have in your life. Can some folks increase? Yes, probably. Myself? Yes, probably. Can others? No, they just can't. But just remember, the increase does not have to be something dramatic. We're a community, so many hands make less work. Small movements by a collective group have a significant impact. Drive events to our space. We rent this facility, so our rental numbers, as you can all imagine, just like tanked for two years when COVID was going on. But we are starting to bounce back. The health, vibrancy, attractiveness, and affordability of this space is key to minimizing our financial stress. We can all make an impact here. So please be an advocate for the rental of this facility. Talk to your accountant, your financial planner, and remember Good Shepherd in your estate. This parish, and I experienced at least one round of this, this parish has been the recipient of estate gifts. Such generosity is a real financial blessing and has shepherded this community many times over the years. Put something in the red debt reduction envelope each month. If people who still get their you know, their mailer um, with all the envelopes. Think about using that every month. We use that money solely for our debt service, and it makes a difference in managing the funds coming into our organization. Get involved. Hear the call. Lean into one of the ministries that can enhance your connection to the parish. Call the office. Call Father Charlie. Call a member of the parish council. Any one of those folks can suggest something truly enriching for your personal spiritual journey. For example, I got one. This one just right, you know, this is where we have a need. Side time and talent call for everyone. We could use some help with our digital messaging and social media. People in the parish do wonderful, generous things. And we should celebrate that and share these generous acts in the digital communities. The artwork the music team, the prayer quilts, Jamaica Mission, Matthew 25, people enjoying and celebrating time together in our space. But we need help from people who are knowledgeable about how to execute that in a creative and appropriate way. 
Help us showcase our community so that others may hear the call and join in. Be open and supportive to a capital campaign. Now, the Finance Council has not decided if that's something that we need to do. Such an activity takes time, effort, and commitment. A capital campaign is an occasional larger ask, one-time ask for a financial commitment, one that replenishes our depleted building funds. If we do it and do it together, it can stabilize our financial institution and situation for a number of years. Again, we're not sure if that's something we want to do. All I ask is that if we present it, everyone here understands why we are asking for that. As members of this parish, we're asked to hear the call of the Good Shepherd and participate in the ownership and responsibility. Ownership and responsibility to those around you, to the parish community, people beside you, the people on Zoom, to the staff who work here doing great work for modest pay, to Father Charlie, despite his prickly nuances. Prickly? Prickly, that's right. You heard it. <laughs> Father Charlie cares passionately about the liturgy in our spiritual lives. He works hard to present thoughtful, celebratory, thoughtful scripture every week. And that's really what's truly important. This is our Good Shepherd community. The health and prosperity of it is really up to us. The question is, the question is, how much value do you assign it? You know, I think about all the things in life that I spend my time, talent, and treasure on. And any one of us could go through this list. You know, where do you start? Your spouse, your kids, your parents, family, essentially. Fine. I'm not changing that. What about travel, vacations, you know, sports, tournaments, competitions? I'm not being critical. We should all be doing this. I do it often. Family is beautiful and worth every dime. Hobbies, music, cars, art, your house. The list could really go on. And that's all just part of living, spending your time, talent, and treasure doing the things you love for the people you care about, the things you assign as yours. But don't forget Good Shepherd. Good Shepherd needs that same kind of unquestioned commitment. This structure, this Church of the Good Shepherd, is, is nothing if not for the value, time, and talent you all assign to it. Okay, so, all right, fine, now what? Here's the ask. Please leave here thinking about one or two actions you can take to reaffirm not only your financial support, but your emotional and spiritual connection to the Good Shepherd community. You. You have to decide how you will respond to the call. It's time to shake the pandemic cobwebs off of Good Shepherd. I encourage you to lean in, lean in and play a role, whether it be with hospitality, Matthew 25, religious education, mission to Jamaica, prayer quilts, helping sell gift cards, men at prayer, women at prayer, coordinating support for McConnellsburg, out of the cold. That's what connects you to the parish community and fills your soul at the same time, which is really beautiful. This parish belongs to us. It's here to get as much love, comfort, hope, 
inspiration and spirit that you choose, what value do you assign it? In closing, please help. This parish has real financial need. Ask questions. The Finance Council works together to hold the financial worry and keep money out of mass as best we can. We're here to serve and answer parishioner questions. Reach out to fellow parishioners, maybe those parishioners who have strayed from our services here. Let them know their presence is missed and invite them to come back because the Good Shepherd is calling. Thank you. Thank you, Brandon. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.